than the conventional podcast. You think going to convention is easy. However, it's, it's anything but. So, today's topic is year review. The quick summary to this topic is 2020 was a shit show. Hella dumpster fire. End show. Pretty much. See you in 2021. Good luck, everybody. Wait, fuck that. That's too short of an episode. I hope not. Dear Lord, no. We have more shit to talk about. Fuck that. Yeah, you're gonna get a quick two-minute episode from us. Yes, we do like to meme about, but we didn't do an April Fool's bit this year, so we had to fit it in somewhere. Yeah, this entire year was the April Fool's bit. That aside, what has been said about 2020 that haven't had a chance to talk about yet? It's been a dumpster fire... Things have literally been on fire. We've had murder hornets. Our government cares the least about COVID out of everyone. People don't care about the rules that are put in place. It's been a huge pain in the ass. Cats and dogs living with each other. It's been mass hysteria. Yes, 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 yes. So we can talk about a couple good things that actually have happened. One of the best things for 2020 is indeed gaming. Gaming has been quite frankly amazing this year. Yeah, that fucking flipped me out. I mean, we start off with, like, Devil May Cry 5, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, Resident Evil 2. Like, all of these games came out early this year, and they were great. And then, I mean, you had Among Us, Fall Guys, Animal Crossing, the new Doom. Tony Hawk. Cyberpunk 2077, the Tony Hawk game. But, I mean, there's a lot of great things that happened in gaming this year. And we have had our issues We'll be talking about Nintendo in a moment, and Jax will be talking about 2077. I'll let him go on his feel first, because my Nintendo one's going to probably be worse. Also, before I even get into that rant, did it not feel like we lived two years this year alone? Oh, this year felt like we lived at least two to three years of one year. It's been both the longest and shortest year at the same time for me. Yeah. It's really weird. Because until you said something, I legit forgot that Devil May Cry... Doom, and Animal Crossing came out this year. I swore on everything it was last year. Devil May Cry might actually have been last year, but still, that's not that long. And it seems longer. It does. Holy crap. But, yeah. alright, so I'll jump into this rant really quick. Cyberpunk 2077. There's a lot that can be said about this game. And Yeah, for sure. Yeah. To the people that are bitching and moaning about the glitches and the impossibility of playing, as someone that's currently playing the game, thanks to one of my best friends actually getting it for me for Christmas, all of y'all can shut the fuck up. Yes, the glitches are there, but that does not change that the story is actually pretty good. I mean, there have been a couple games that have been glitched to high hell, but at release, and then later they get fixed, and then they're fine. I mean, this has happened with plenty of games before. It's nothing new. No Man's Sky, Fallout 3, New Vegas, and 76. Witcher 3 was also very glitchy upon release, and now it's running great and people love it. Yep. So, I mean, you just need to wait a bit. This game got delayed a lot already, and instead of delaying it again, they released it early, and I mean, it obviously showed, but like, it it looks like it's gonna get fixed, and they care about the game, so they're gonna leave you hanging, so you just need to cool your horses. Yeah. And honestly, I cannot suggest this game enough to people. Yeah, the previous-gen consoles are kind of getting the shit into the stick. Oh, yeah, for sure. But if you're in for a really good story, this game wins that to me. Yeah, if you're playing this on PC right now, this game looks amazing, and it plays phenomenally from all my PC friends who have played it. I'm sorry, but I wanted my freaking Grand Theft Auto 40K, and nobody can say anything about that. Now, this is my honest review of Cyberpunk 2077. For those of you that don't know anything about the game and you're only listening to just the hype that the game was given, the massive promises that the game threw out, 
and all that fun shite, this is not the jumping point for you. Cyberpunk 2077 is akin to the Witcher series. You have to at least know some of the baseline material, some of the lore, some of the stuff from 2013, some of the stuff from 2020, especially now some of the stuff from Cyberpunk Red. There's a lot of love to old fans of the tabletop that go into this game. So much to the point that a lot is not being explained in the game as well as it should be. And that's a blessing and a curse because let's say you're coming in fresh on this game, not knowing anything. You didn't check up in lore YouTube videos. You didn't go back and look into source books. I don't blame you with the source books. There's a lot of source material. When it comes to this, I have to say that this game not telling you anything and throwing you into this world is almost perfect because that's the thing, that's the beauty of cyberpunk. What happens in the lore doesn't matter as much as it really should in 2077 because so much time has passed. This is old news to a lot of people. It's ancient history. Some people know about it. Some people remember the history. Some people are still around. But this is a new telling of another person's story. However, since the story revolves heavily around old lore and really important major events that happen in the old lore, it's a good idea for you, the player, to brush up on it at least a little bit even after you play the game just so you can appreciate how much weight these characters carry. Especially for one of my favorite characters, Johnny Silverhand. So I get it, I understand the bugs, all the controversy, all that shit that's going on with this game. But when it comes to this game, I highly implore people to play this and enjoy the story. Try and fight past all the bugs. Try and fight past all the gripes that everyone's having around you. Enjoy this deep story for what it is. Also, to the people that are constantly bitching that you can't name your character, but you can work on your fucking genitals, shut the fuck up. There's plenty of games where you can't name your character. Yeah, that's been a staple since, like, the whole entire time of gaming. It's nothing new. Right. There's somewhere you can name them, there's some you can't. It is the exact same damn thing as Mass Effect. You could not name your character in Mass Effect. No one gave a shit. But you got to... Con- you got to control right. how the story played out. You played as Shepard and you fucking liked it. That was more important. People just like to find a way to nitpick, I, I feel. Also, everybody trying to do a lawsuit against this game? What the fuck? A lawsuit? Really? There are pending lawsuits against Studio Project Red. That's ridiculous. Because of freaking cyberpunk. I mean, I know people want refunds on the PlayStation. And I've seen some loopholes where, where like people want it through a contest, but they want a refund on the on the free game that they got. I'm like... Hold on there, buddy. You got a free game and you're complaining. Just enjoy the game. Oh, it's not running perfectly fine. Don't don't get that twisted. Yeah. I, I haven't fallen fully through the map, but I've gotten shoved into the sidewalk. It was kind of funny. Well, well, don't get me wrong. There's still some issues with the game, but the point is that they got worked to a playable state. Yes, glitches still happen occasionally. They'll eventually be patching yeah. and working on it. And and like you're overreacting too fast. It's, it's just because it's not perfect out of the box, you're complaining. Oh, and the scariest patch is already patched out. Because there was one yeah. that I was terrified of because crafting is a major mechanic in this game. Of course. The issue was if you craft too much, your game file would be corrupted. Ooh, that does suck. And they finally patched that out as soon as I got to the point where I was going to start crafting like crazy and damn the rules. So I was all right with that. I don't give a shit. It's a good ass game. Plus you get to fight GLaDOS. 
Shut the fuck up. So so you reach your happy point. Look, there are Blade Runner references, which makes sense considering that that was a major influence to the original source yeah, material. Yeah, yeah. If there wasn't a Blade Runner reference, I'd be kind of concerned. There's also a Demolition Man reference. I'm also not surprised. That sounds part from the course as well. Yeah, I'm not even... This isn't even is, a spoiler. Is it the three seashells? It's the three seashells. Good, good. Okay. I'm, I'm happy. If yeah. every restaurant was also Taco Bell, I also would have appreciated it. I have yet to find a Taco Bell. There's a couple of other references that might have gone over my head. Mostly the fact that you technically could build Dio in this game if you really wanted to. That's pretty humorous. Also, you can you can build Hot Squidward. I have yet to do it, but I kind of want to. It's not Game of the Year worthy. It's not crazy fucking levels of detail. There's a lot of things that they promised that fell flat, but so did Fable. If anybody remembers the acorn references that they were talking about in Fable, where they were saying if you plant an acorn in real time on Fable 3, it would grow into a fucking tree. That shit didn't work. Was that the 360 version or a different one? That was the 360 version. Okay, I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, it was this huge debacle where everybody was pissed off that that wouldn't work. And in reality, they were kind of shooting for the stars on that one. Yeah, they were. I I can't blame them for that. I see it this way. When video games talk about promises that they want to have in their game and things that they're shooting for, I treat that like politics. Politicians will always tell you all the things that they want to do, but the question is, can they do them all? The answer is probably not. Shoot for 30% at best when it comes to gaming. Yeah, it's good to like have new features in a game, but like you might not want to announce it until it's actually completed or you have all the kinks worked out. I know there are things I've been like, announce for smash games or it's like they'll finish a smash game and then they'll be like hey we held off on these two features because like everything wasn't working completely at this point in time ditto wasn't in the in super smash bros melee because they couldn't get to work but then he was put in like the most in smash ultimate because he can work now speaking of perfect segue cloud please for the love of everything talk about smash yeah so let me talk about smash real quick i'm gonna start this with hashtag free melee and hashtag save smash amen to that nintendo has kind of been being a jerk when it comes to copyright super smash brothers melee for the nintendo gamecube is a game that you can only play in the same room as other people it's not online like the other versions of smash and there hasn't been a new edition of super smash brothers melee that has been made with online included kind of like street fighter 3 like example now in essence of this someone made a app that can be added to melee called slippy which allows super smash brothers melee to be played online and while you can play this game online in this way the biggest national tournament called the big house was going to hold their melee tournament online they had been previously sponsored by nintendo now what happened to the big house when they announced that they're gonna play melee online with slippy is they got a cease and desist letter from nintendo they're saying the only way that you can play melee is to be in a another room with another person which you obviously don't want to do right now because of COVID-19 and that increases risk of exposure to you and everyone around you which is why this extension was made in the first place and has brought back life into the game so what happened were the the, the two hashtags I just said or they've been going around on Twitter what happened was the tournament did get canceled so they did like a melee week with like content creators instead but what happened is uh, there's a streamer his name is Ludwig what he did is he put on a charity tournament using Slippy, which raised like 250000 but then But he didn't get a season and desist because a charity tournament happening around December getting canceled would uh, be a bad look for Nintendo. But I mean, you also have issues with Splatoon where they were having a tournament 
for like a prize of like 25 or 50 dollars i don't remember what the prize pool was but it, it's very small to the point like 30 percent of like the top 10 teams had like a save smash themed like team name and they basically canceled the tournament and the streaming for the tournament instead of that they then did like their own grassroots thing raised a fifteen thousand dollar tournament by their community and then they had that instead and then like apparently like a previous tournament winner didn't get their 25 dollar prize from nintendo either so point of this rant is nintendo doesn't like to support their communities they don't like to support the their competitive scene at all it's very grassroots and you have to fight for yourself and your community and it's not a good look for them like yes they added sephiroth into the newest version of smash at the game awards which we'll be talking about in a moment here but it's like if they're going to be jerks to their community and the people supporting them, it's not going to want people to support them further. So the main reason I haven't bought a Switch because it's Smash Bros. Ultimate doesn't feel like an ultimate experience to me. I feel like more could have been done. Pokemon, you don't have the whole Pokedex. They're leaving things out. I mean, like the only good thing I think for Nintendo this year has been Animal Crossing, which is great. The new Animal Crossing game looks great. It was literally the only thing for nintendo switch other than that mario odyssey like those are the only two i see worth playing on the switch and maybe the news uh breath of the wild those are the three games i would play but everything else seems really guttered or it seems like an old version of a wii u port and it's not like a full new game and it's only a partial update it seems like they're being really half-assed about it in some way shape and form yes nintendo did bring me my childhood but they aren't treating their fans right or their communities right who have supported them for like the longest time which goes back to the whole COVID thing. It's like, hey, we're trying to do things safe for COVID, but like you don't care. And it's like, yes, we're we're playing Melee Online with like a new extension, but it's a safe way to play. And like, yes, it's not your preferred way of playing, but we'd rather be safe and do this smart move as a community than play everyone at risk. Right. It's terrible, but it is what it is. Yeah. And speaking of corrupt bullshit, oh. Let's talk about the VGAs. Oh, I barely watched this year. Because I knew what was going to happen. Same. That makes two of us. But I still know what happened, unfortunately. I knew Last of Us was going to pretty much sweep. And I hated that fact. I mean, Last of Us 2 wasn't a bad game. And, okay, we're going to get a lot of flack for this. Probably. I don't fucking know. But Last of Us 2 was not the perfect game. Oh, no. Far from it. I can list a thousand reasons why I dislike Last of Us 2. Hell, I can do the same thing with Last of Us 1. It's a solid game. It's not bad by any means. It's a solid game. But it's so boring after a while. It found a way to be boring. It found a way to piss off fans of the series. It found a way to piss off people that have never even heard of the series before. Okay, it's been plenty enough time that I can actually spoil a few things with Last of Us 2. The fact that you are pretty much made to play Abby the majority of the game. I get what they were trying to pull with that bullshit. With the whole... Oh, we're going to do the same thing that happened in Metal Gear Solid, where you had to play as Raiden for the majority of the game. That was a cheeky reveal yep. that actually paid off in the end because it was done and presented correctly. The problem is, in Last of Us 2, you essentially created this goddamn Hulk of a character that terrorizes your character the entire game. You get attached to this main cast of characters, and she straight murks half of them. And then you immediately switch over to her as a playable character and try and give her a redemption that doesn't even relate to what has happened up to this point. I'm sorry, but fuck you. Yeah, it's hard to believe, and it's hard to, like, get past, like, these attachments you already have. And then when you switch over and, like, they don't relate, it's really hard to, like, still care. It was... I, I understand how it was supposed to be, like, oh... 
Let's actually go and explore Abby's background. Let's explore why she's doing what she's doing. Let's actually push forward and see what she's doing after. You know what you could have done? Make that into a DLC. Make that into a separate thing entirely. Do not try and shoehorn this shit dead center. Make it the majority of the fucking game. And then switch back over. And then make the main character now fight borderline to the death with this character that you've played the majority of the game with now that you already have a whole game and a quarter attachment to and you want this bitch dead period no ifs ands or buts she killed joel she could die but then at the end it's like oh now you've learned forgiveness and now you've learned that the cycle of rage is not good cool i understand what you're going for i agree with what you're going for but how you got there was absolutely atrocious. Yeah, how you handled that point and getting to that point was atrocious. Voice acting. Voice acting was great in that game. I'll hand that one Oh, out. yeah. Music score shouldn't have gone. Ghost of Tsushima should have won a lot more than it did. Yeah, I think Hades should have won more than it did too because Hades is actually really good. Uh, I don't know if FF7 didn't... Did FF7 get the music award or not? I don't I thought think the music so. FF7 was on point because it really was on point. Then again, that's the thing. It was, it's a redone score slash a bunch of new shit, actually. Yeah. And I'll admit that score was the shit. That was the most immersive yeah. score I've heard in a while. Yeah, no, it's like, I got the DLC with the, with the, with the soundtrack and I'm glad I got the soundtrack. It's beautiful. Right. I wish No Straight Roads would have won some stuff, but I understand. Yeah. But Among Us, I think, should have won a little bit more than it did. Fall Guys actually should have won more than it did. Yeah, I agree with those two points completely. Those are, like, those are both big, small companies that came up big this year. And I thought yeah. that, I thought it was really good for the community. Right. Or the gaming scene. And the fact that indie games are able to stand toe-to-toe with companies that have been holding a chokehold on the gaming community for a long time. That that made me happy. Yeah, we need some new fresh blood and we need some fresh faces in there to get to spice things up because like yes, I don't mind some of the same regurgitated stuff cuz like yes, I like Final Fantasy with Chocobos, Tomberries and Moogles, but like I also like new fresh things and new fresh ideas type thing. Right. So, in reality, eh. I mean it, it's not bad, but it could be better. It could be 10 times better. That being said, Instead of ranting and rambling about gaming all night, which we fucking can, let's talk about anime. Let's try and jump through this, because an- this year's anime was... Oh, man, this was the year for anime. Yeah, the anime has been pretty good this year. I've been happy with it. I mean, we had God of High School, we had Demon Slayer, the Demon Slayer movie, we had Rent a Girlfriend, I mean, we had Fire Force Season 2, we had a lot going parts this year anyways and like the new series this year were actually really good i thought jujutsu kaisen which i'll say to this day that this is what boruto should have been we have the great pretender which was a bomb ass season two holy shit was that a good season two god of high school tower of god new higurashi which is a whole new plot which i kind of like akudama gang talentless nana this was the year of sleeper hits that, that is the best way I can describe it. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, so Weathering With You was actually came out really early this year because I could still see it in theaters, but it was a great film. Like, it was still a really good film. Oh, you mean when it came out in America? Yeah, when it came out in America, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because, like, it came out in a, with America, and then at the end of the theatrical release, it had, like, a, an interview. And then I, I got a poster when I saw the film. Oh, nice. I mean, the last movie I saw before that one was was a Love Life Sunshine movie, 
which I, you actually got a nice like framed cardboard cutout, which is really nice. Actually, I have that in my room. Ooh, nice. But like animated films have still been really good. The beauty is like you can watch them online now. You might have to stream them, obviously, instead of going to the theater. But it's like you can still catch premiere at some places, and that's still a good solid film. So it's like there are a lot of cool films out there still. Yeah, I have yet to fully get through Promare. It's, it's still a little too shiny Fair. for me. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There was so much good anime this year. That's hard to count. Realistically, if you want, you could just go through most of the catalogs and just find one, and you'll find a good one yeah. one way or another. And they were also working on next year during this year, which is great. Which I'm looking forward to next year. Next year is looking oh, beautiful. Yeah. We have Sailor Moon movies next year we have two films actually because this year's got pushed back to next year i mean we have the final season of attack on titan we have my hero academia season five we have reincarnation of a slime 2 bleach a thousand year blood war bleach is coming back tokyo mew mew is coming back which i gushed on over for like 10 minutes one episode i mean one piece finally reached a thousand chapters just this week so and then it's gonna go to even more and beyond next year in the manga so it's like there's so much going on which is fucking terrifying, by the it's way. It's very surprising that it's gone on that long. I know. That's crazy. If you've been keeping up with One Piece, it has been scary. I was looking at a list of like the top 50 like shows, and like I, I only named like 10. There's still like another 40 that we could go over. There's a lot of good oh, anime yeah. coming. Speaking of, last thing that I want to talk about on anime before we get into the main topic, and this is more in the fact that there's a lot of manhwa that actually got anime this year. And a lot of them are pretty good. I'm not going to talk about Noblies because I personally hate Noblies. But there was one that I was really hoping to get an anime that completely shot me down and decided to try and go above and beyond. And they did a live action version of this that got on Netflix, Sweet Home. If you've never seen this manhwa, if you've never heard of this, read that shit first. Because I highly suggest it. It is so good. It's a great little horror slash thriller series. And the fact that they just jumped the gun and went straight to live action, I'm excited. I'm actually going to try and marathon it after this entire episode just to see how it is. I mean, we also have live action Yu Yu Hakusho next year. That's scary as fuck to me. I try not to think about that. I know. I'm also terrified about the live action Cowboy Bebop. I don't want to think about it. Uh, I'm also concerned about that. Was, with or without Keanu Reeves? I thought it was with, but I don't. maybe he dropped. Oh, that's even better. You also have to remember, Keanu Reeves is a nerd. He he is a nerd at heart. You were you, you right. He's a good guy. He is also a precious cinnamon roll that must be protected. You are also correct. All right, so before we start gushing over Keanu Reeves and why I need, like, four posters in my room, let's jump into the usual topic. As we are the conventional podcast, we must talk about the year in review of conventions and the state of the world itself. Yeah. Holy That's fuck. going to basically be today's topic is, hey, what did we talk about this year and what are you going to expect next year? There's a lot that I want to say about this year's convention scene. It's been a shit show to an extent. I, I want to say it's a lack thereof. It should have been a lack thereof. There should have been no conventions this year, but there are plenty of small in-person conventions that happened throughout the entire country of the united states which jackson and i were concerned about we saw the birth of online conventions that were done through twitch which you would have panels and stuff online which i'm a big fan of i think they should those should still stick around after the pandemic ends because i think that's a great way for people who can't go to the convention for some weird reason to still access it from home 
Now, the funny thing about that is I personally agree. I've talked about this in length when we did our Midwest Furface review. However, I personally believe that eventually we should have in-site conventions with the combination, as stated. Like Cloud just said, it's a great way for us to actually have content for people that could not make it to said convention. It's a great way for people to still interact with the convention itself. It's a lot more manpower to do it, but at the end of the day, you garner a bigger fan base just doing that alone. Yeah, and you can also sell things online through your website because I know some cons do that as well. So there's a, there's multiple avenues to do things through this. What I do want to talk about is people who are actually still going to conventions because there's one called Anime Zing that's literally happening, I believe, next week. And like people are still going to conventions. And I want to reiterate that you should not be going to a convention. Yes, there is a vaccine currently in stage three of testing. That's great. That's beautiful. But until, until the vaccine has been distributed to everyone, you should not really be going to conventions. And you should be either cosplaying and shooting at home or it should be like a one-on-one -on -one shoot with a photographer with proper social distancing. We could talk about Animazing all night. Specifically because of Animazing specific owner. Yes, Chris Brown of the Midwest Convention Scene. Yes. Now saying his name is a blight on the humanity. But yes, unfortunate but true. We could talk about the fact that a lesson should have been learned from Anime Dallas. Yeah. Which I mean, you're just basically being a breeding ground for COVID at that rate, especially when like people aren't wearing masks. That's really dangerous. Yeah. And let, let's talk about the fact that the chairs and major hosts of Anime Dallas came to said convention, pretended that they didn't have COVID, had COVID the entire fucking time, and essentially doomed a bunch of people. Not cool. Yeah. Out of 10. I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna put the blame entirely on them. Their guests had a choice in going. The people that went to the convention had a choice in going. The staff had a choice to go. The problem is they all made this choice. And a lot of people paid the consequences for said choice. By continuing to ignoring the warning signs that have been given time and time over again. And a lot of people paid the consequences for this choice that had nothing to do with this event. Yep. Which is something that a while back... I talked about in length about how I personally believe how selfish this is. I mean, it's a very scary thought that you can go to an event to have a good time and then you get something that's not even planned to be part of the event. It's the same thing with Con Plague, but Con Plague you're kind of expecting because it has Con Plague in the damn title. You are expecting to go to a convention to get a disease that brings death to like everyone around you and you can contract the disease and not even be aware that you have it. Yeah. Con Plague makes itself known pretty Yeah, fast. Con Plague, you, you know you have it. It's done when you deal with it. It's preventable. We've Again, we've talked about that in Grand Lake this year, too. But yeah, that's one of those things where I don't, I don't know what anybody's personal life is, but the fact that you are willing to sacrifice literally everyone around you for three days of fun says a lot. It's very concerning. Now, what I'm going to recommend is that you probably don't go to any conventions in 2021, at least until July. I personally don't think there's going to be any conventions until after July anyway. Yeah, I'm in that photo. At, at least in the Midwest, because a lot of people are saying that public events are not going to be allowed until fall anyway. Yeah, like there's not going to be an ASIN. There's probably going to not be a C2E2. I think the first one 
actually will be anime magic probably if I had to fail my guess. Yeah. And that's still a giant maybe in my book. Like even as much as I want anime magic to succeed because they were a great con and we can actually go back to doing convention reviews again that way. I have my concerns about the state of COVID and it being safe when it yeah. actually does get back around to them. When it comes to conventions that were going on throughout this entire pandemic, we did mention the fact that some people could not get out of their contracts. It sucks. The other big thing is, and this was the worst case scenario for a lot of conventions, smaller conventions essentially died this year. In particular, yeah. Excuse me, unless you're a bigger convention, you don't have the funding to like dodge these hotel room fees or these hotel reservations and convention center like reservation fees because like it's like a down payment and you can't get it back to some extent so some people can bite the bullet some people can't it sucks none of this was preordained none of this was planned one of the big things that i will call people out on is hosting public meetups to you know cure the need for interaction you're you're asking for trouble yeah like it's not benefiting anyone it's going to be more harm than good in the long run yeah there is one question I was going to raise on this show. What do you think is going to happen when they start saying, hey, we can start having public events again, but in small dosages? Can you guess what's going to happen? Well, there's going to either be a ton of meetups real quick because the small cons won't survive or the larger cons are going to try and do smaller conventions. Right. Two. This is going to have a major impact because, let's be fair, the second that they say conventions are coming back, this is the scariest thought I can give, but... For all of our older listeners, it's going to be Anime Reactor for every fucking state. Which is very concerning, especially with how unhygienic anime conventions are. I'm also worried about gaming tournaments too, because I know like if you were part of the Smash tournament scene, Smash tournament players aren't the most hygienic either. And if you aren't being hygienic and you're going to go around in like small rooms and communities, disease and stuff is going to spread real fast, real quick. And that's real. I would say the same thing about the Bimani scene. And DDR and dance game is saying they bathe more. I can tell you that they're more hygienic. Yeah, weirdly enough, you would uh, considering the smell, you would assume, but no, no, they actually are fairly hygienic. It's just a very cardio heavy game. Yeah, the more you know. Plus the fact I've seen in tournaments even before this year that people scrub those fucking boards down. Oh yeah, you take good care of those machines because otherwise you're you're gonna have a machine working for too long. I digress. My issue is that. If we have such a mass moment of cosplayers, furries, nerds, whatever have you, going to these things at the same time. Yeah, people who do D&D, people who do tabletop, like you have the whole gambit getting together. Yeah, you're asking for essentially a resurgence. Now that's if we get into a convention scene without the vaccine being publicly available. Even if the conventions try and put as many precautions as possible, you can't stupid-proof everything. True. And even if conventions do come back, I recommend going back to them slowly. I would not go to the first wave of conventions if I were anyone. I, if, yeah. if you are, be very safe and like wear a mask at all times, though, and be sanitizing all times. That is something that I'm going to also agree with. I, with great sincerity, I highly suggest looking into ways to incorporate masks into your cosplay. Yeah. I mean, the good news is if you're incorporating a mask to your cosplay, if you're doing crossplay or like a feminine look, that's less makeup you have to do because it's only the top half of your face. Yeah, true. I, I mean, you just have to make sure your eye game makeup is on point and you're basically good to go because like you don't have to worry about your cheeks and you don't have to worry about your lips. And I mean, hey, if all I have to do is shave and do pretty eye makeup, that saves some trouble for me. I mean, 
eye makeup is the most pain to do out of the makeup to an extent it's less work for me to do i think that's why i don't crossplay that and i really don't want to shave my legs i mean well i don't have very hairy legs to begin with which you you know and the viewers slash listeners will now know but you're like a hairless wombat some days it's fucking creepy i know i i it's weird i'm a very unhairy guy i'm a very feminine guy by the way just naturally as well but i digress that's for later but the point is, is like makeup is an art and a skill in itself. And it's good to know. And it has useful everyday uses for men too, not just crossplay. But that's a topic for later. Yeah, there's so many things that you can do when conventions start back up. First things first, like I said, start looking in a way to incorporate masks. Practice social distancing even still. It's going to be trickier at cons. I mean, you can just plan like small photo gathering meetups that are outside because it would probably be like spring or summer and you can still social distance that way safe and then that way if you want to take off your mask because you're like six feet apart it could work in theory in theory it's yeah. like it depends on what you do and how and how you set the event up if you do do like a small gathering yeah. that way but keep in mind we're only saying like if the vaccine is made available and everything goes right we're not just saying do it just to do it well, <laughs> keep that in mind there's a, there's a clear difference that we're doing here yeah you have to read between the lines because because like yes we want to get everything back to normal this is bad as you do but we we want you'd be smart about it and to be safe about it, like we have always said yep that. now that being said there is one more major question i want to ask before we move on what do you think is going to change in the convention scene as a whole because of this year alone, aside from smaller conventions potentially biting the dust? Well, I think every big convention or every convention is now going to try to have an online component or like an online community presence in case something happens where something happens in that site and they can't do the event anymore, then they, they can still want people to access it online. That's one option. I think online contests are also going to be big because like all the cosplay contests, they're still happening this year. They're just all online. Though I also think skits and cosplays being done at home, if you're going to be doing it, people are going to be getting better at that so that they can have like a whole set at home and they can practice at home as well. And I think having the comfortability of doing it at home instead of being on a giant stage might be a benefit to some people compared to others. True that. Now, here's one that's kind of scaring me. The fact that... At conventions, we might see a small downswing in available photo shoots and photo shoot spots for the exact reason we stated earlier. You know what I also think is going to happen? Shoot. I think there's going to be an attendance cap for some conventions. Oh, yeah. No, that that's an interesting one. That's something I haven't really thought about, actually, too. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a scary thought because, like... Very few conventions have attendance caps. Mainly Blizzard conventions have, like, the attendance caps. If you think about, like, Anime Expo, the biggest anime convention, if you kept that at, like, 100k instead of, like, the 200 that went last year, 100,000 people is a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Or that's a difference of 100,000 people if, if you cut basically cut the convention in half is what I'm trying to say. Holy shit, yeah. That's actually a lot to think about. Yeah. Like, there, are, there's a lot that can change, but, like, if for people to take proper safety measures, will they have sanitizing stations at every convention now? Will they have, will they require to be X amount of feet apart for certain things? I think there are going to be fewer photo shoots, you're right. And so, like, you won't have as many series. That, that was always kind of a toss-up, to be fair. Also, this is another one. The gaming rooms are going to be a lot more spread out, if existing at all. Yeah, I feel they'll be more spread out. Like, if they have, like, a gaming section at one spot and they have, like, an arcade section for gaming and that's another spot, that'd be good. I also think tabletop is also going to get split up. I think card games are going to be in one room and board games will be in another. And then, like, I feel like Werewolf and, like, D&D are going to be in another. So I feel like you'll have more room for game. There's just a lot that 
is gonna change, and it kind of sucks. Actually, now I think about raves. Ooh, how would you social distance yeah. a rave? Because people like to get clumped together for that. Now, like for the ballroom thing, that's easier to do because you can like cap the attendance and do like X amount of uh, feet apart type thing. But but the rave is gonna get hit. It's gonna be way harder, yeah. yeah. Especially when people are doing LSD and drunk off their ass. Yep. And lines are gonna be a weird thing too, especially because you have to think about how, like how the lines currently are with all the line cons we have, and how and like social distancing lines and making them even longer. There's a five block line long at AX. Like if you social distance that, that might be like fifteen blocks. That's crazy. I'm gonna be at the Taco Bell just chilling out, waiting for my spot to move. I mean, it might you'll, you'll see more movement more faster. Don't get me wrong. But, like, you also see the room to see the movement be going faster because there's more space. So. Also, yeah, there won't be packed rooms anymore. Well, in theory. You should not have a packed hotel room if you do. Oh, God, I, I pray for your soul. Yeah. One day we'll talk about room parties. That is, that's going to be an Yeah, that's a whole topic in itself. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that's going to change, and it sounds really scary. For better or worse, this is what we're dealing with. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, the future is very uncertain right now, and, like, a lot can change. As long as if the coronavirus gets, like, an upgrade, and then there's, like, yeah. more prevention stuff we're yeah. going to have to do. We don't have to deal with zombies yet. As long as if aliens attack, and then we just lose conventions as a whole. I mean, you never know. Look, if aliens attack and we lose cons, I call horseshit. At that point, I'm living underground with the mole people. Fuck everybody. Good old mole people. Yep. They know the value of cabbages. Explosive cabbages. Exactly. All right, so I think we've covered quite a bit for this year. It's been an entire dumpster fire. We fought through it. There's been a lot of riots. There's been a lot of protests, which needed to happen. It needed to happen a long time ago, but... Yeah, you're right. Like, that was an issue that had been going for a long time, and it finally got tackled in the way it should have. I wish it got tackled a lot more, but you know... Yeah, you and me both. Changes is a long progress. It is what it is. Yes. That being said, let's talk about next year. Let's talk about what we're up to for next year. And then we can actually do what we have to do. Yeah. So what's next for us? Well, we're going to continue on forward as we normally do. We'll be taking a quick break in January. And then we'll come back in February with a slew of episodes for you guys. Then, you know, we'll still have new episodes, new seasons. There can be more animes and games that we'll be doing. And if conventions actually come back and we can basically go as press, we will review the conventions like we used to. But that's obviously a big maybe at this point. I'm really not expecting us to do that until 2022 at this point. But, you know, we'll have to see where the road takes us. Oh, yeah. Also, if they do more online conventions, I have an idea. Let's see if we can jump into the panels on those. Because that'd be easy. Yeah, because we could at least meet up at one another's house. Or we could try and see if we could do like a dual screen type thing and do it that way. But that's that. there'd be some kinks we'd have to work out with that. Oh, yeah. And we've got plenty of tips and tricks. We know we got stories to tell. So we have plenty ready for you. Yeah, we have a couple few lined up that we've been discussing over the past couple months I'm looking forward to sharing with you all, actually. I am not allowed to do a lot of not-safe-for-work ones, but you know what? I got plenty of safe-for-work ones that I'm fairly sure you're willing to listen to. But, yeah. that being said, we've covered a crap ton this year. Yeah, so this year we reviewed a lot, and it's been a very surprisingly busy year for a scene that has not had as much happen to it during the year as it normally does because obviously the activity in our scene got cut basically to like a fourth of what it usually is oh yeah when the year started when covid was at a thing in january we talked about what to do during the off season 
how to prep, what to plan, what you should be doing so you can get ready for your next convention. And then in February, we tackled the one thing I suck at the most with sewing, and we had one of my best friends on this show, This Chick 25. Yeah, we talked about sewing with her, and we reviewed all that fun stuff with you guys and how to sew properly, and we got back to our old podcasting days of old when we initially did our cast on the Forge back in the day. Oh yeah, those were good-ass times. But March, we actually did our one review for the year, which was C2E2, because that happened at an interesting time in March this year. It happened earlier than it normally did, and it was just before COVID hit. So we are luckily able to squeeze in that one review before the whole shutdown happened. And ironically, that introduced us to another set of cosplayers that we will be talking to about later. Yes, we will. In April, we had the chance to interview Stacy Bender and her lovely husband, and talk about just writing in general and a lot of inspiration came from that episode for me personally yep in may we had a chance to talk about COVID 19 and how it affected conventions in general then we jumped into june where we had the chance to talk about 2020 in a nutshell and the landscape of cosplay and how that was going to affect which might as well say that may and june were a two-parter yeah that's i'd agree with that now, in July, we went to a more easygoing topic where we talked about toxic fandoms, which our scene is unfortunately plagued with a ton of them, but we reviewed that and how to avoid them and what to look out for and how to try and improve your fandom. Spoiler alert, every fucking fandom is toxic. Good luck, motherfuckers. Yep, to some degree. Yes, it is. Unfortunate, but true. August, we talked about the advanced crafting guide regarding foam and wood that people have been requesting. We went in-depth on how to use those materials and what to do with them so you can make your prop or your weapon or your shield or your armor to what you're looking for. And if you guys actually want us to do another advanced guide, please hit us up whenever. I'm happy to jump in. Yeah, please let us know. We're down. Oh, yes. September, we did an in-depth travel guide. We went into in-depth travel for trains, planes, and automobiles, as I like to call it, from my from my youth. Still said it was a weird-ass name. And then jumping into October, we got a chance to talk to Lobby Cosplay. The other cosplayers on the block that have been around as long as time itself. And also have a podcast. Irony. And they gave us word on how judging, how competitive cosplay works. Hell, they almost inspired me to actually try and do competitive cosplay. Almost. I wouldn't mind trying it again because it's been a while since I've tried. It would be interesting. It would probably give us some more insight for other topics for us to discuss. It gave me a reason to try seriously. Yeah, no, I agree. And then November was our most recent episode that came out in December due to some delays due to the holidays where we talked about cosplay and the elements, all five of them. Oh, yes, all five elements. If you're wondering what the fifth element is, well, first and first, watch watch the movie. The second thing, watch the episode. Yeah. And now we're back at it again in December with our year in review. And that's basically what December will always be a year in review where we catch you up. If any of these topics seem interesting to you and you missed the episode, please go back and give them a listen if you would be so inclined. And if you think someone else actually wants to give a shit and listen as well, go right on ahead. But with that being said, and as always said, we have reached the end of our time. That we have. So as per usual, if you'd like to follow us on our social media, we are on Twitter and our handle is conventional crew without the E. We have our email, which is conventional the podcast at gmail.com. We are on Instagram at conventional crew. And then we also have the coffee and the Patreon, which Jax will inform you about. Always. And if you want to support us, try and hit us up on coffee. 
If you want to ask a question on coffee, we will try and answer it on air. If you want to do a shout out, we will definitely do it on there. However, we also now have a working Patreon because no one has told me that the Patreon was down for two years. But that being said, it's up and running fully now. So if you have anything that you wish to tell us, anything that you want us to do, please hit us up at the links below. And if you would also like us to do the Gambit episodes, you can donate there as well. We will also cover the Chris Brown of the Midwest convention scene. Yes, you definitely want to hear this episode. We have plenty lined up for you, ready to go. We do, and we also have our lawyers ready because we will get that letter in the mail. Yeah, I'm expecting it any moment now. But that being said... As we have come to the end of our time and as we've come to the end of this year, I must say happy holidays because I know we haven't had a chance to say it to you proper. Yeah, and I hope you have a happy holiday and I hope 2021 is way better than this year was. And I hope you all are in good health, ready to go. Yep. But as always, and as we will always be, this is Jax. This is Cloud. And we'll be signing off until the next year. Peace. Peace.